This is a CBC podcast. Waking up. It is not my thing. I despise it when my alarm clock goes off. I don't like bright morning light in my eyes. And oh my God, the birds, the birds singing. Like, put a sock in it, would you? I'm just, I'm really just not a morning person. But we all got obligations, don't we? Gotta go to work or feed the kids or the cat. Most of us have something that gives us a reason to get up and get going. So, on those days when it feels safer to huddle under the covers alone rather than face a world that seems cold and unforgiving, on those days, what would it take to get you out of bed? I'm Duncan McHugh, and this is a hell of a story. Every Saturday morning, Beverly Taft coaxes and cajoles her 95-year-old mother Marjorie out of bed. Marjorie lives with dementia, and it's not easy getting her up and ready for the day. But Beverly keeps doing it so that her mom stays in touch with the person she's always been. Here's Elisa Siegel with their story. Hi! Hi. How are you? Enjoying my bed. Marjorie Taft lies in bed, in her purple nightgown, to match her purple sheets. You know what today is? Saturday. Yes. So, I'm going to open the blinds. She opened her eyes two hours ago, at 9.30, and has been resting quietly since. At 11.20, daughter Beverly begins the routine. We're going to start getting ourselves organized. Today we have the sing-along. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. And I have your beautiful red outfit hanging up. And do you notice what I'm wearing? Red. Yes. So we're going to be two red ladies. One red lady, that's you. You'll be the other red lady. I just want to rest. I just want to rest. Marjorie repeats the words. Daughter Beverly strategizes. She hopes to get her mother to the piano for the sing-along. Sometimes when she doesn't want to get out of bed on a Saturday, she'll say, somebody else can play the piano. And I'll say, no, 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 no. There's only you. It's only you. So they're counting on us, you, to be at the piano, okay? I want to rest a little longer. I understand, but after the sing-along, you can rest. I want to rest before. Especially at 95, it's difficult to get my mum out of bed. Okay, I'm going to come back in a couple of minutes. Hours. I just want to rest. I'm not going to go to the sing 
I want to show you something. Beverly pulls her phone out of her back pocket. She presses play, as she does every sing-along Saturday. Alan made a beautiful video for you. A song for Marty. Here we are, waiting for a song. Hoping that our Margie will play along so many people. One of the incredible volunteers, Alan Gottlieb, he rewrote the lyrics to Two Sleepy People. I remember the way that Margie tickled ivories. And it's all about Margie and what it means to have Margie play the piano. So here we are. When I play it for her, she's really touched by it. Margie the Great, so many people who feel they are blessed because we have Margie, she's the best. See you soon, Margie. That's nice. Sometimes I will text four or five of the volunteers and ask one of them to phone, and then they will call and talk to my mom and encourage her to come. I'm going to do a voice-to-text. Hello, Alan, comma. Can you please call my mom now on my number to urge her to get out of bed to come and play the piano? Question mark. Thank you, exclamation mark. Hopefully he'll call. 12.25 p.m. Hello, would Margie be there? Oh, yes, she's here. Mom, it's Alan. Alan, who sang the song for Margie. Hello. Hi, Margie. How you doing? Fine, thanks. And good, good. 40 minutes to the sing-along. You're going to be tickling the ivories today, right? I think well, so, yes. Excellent. That's great. I'll look forward to it. Thank you. So we'll see you soon on Zoom. Very good. Okay, you take care. You too. Thanks. Adios. Adios, amigo. <laughs> Beverly still has to get her mother to the washroom, get her dressed, put her socks on, and then put breakfast on the table. Without breakfast, Marjorie won't have the strength to play. Okay, so let's get a move on. And I'm making you some Beverly leaves Marjorie in bed, for now, and races to the kitchen. I'm just going to turn on the egg water for the poached eggs. The timing has to be just right, or she might not go for it. I've got to get her juice. They gotta keep an eye on her so that she doesn't give up. There will be a time when this is just way too much. I mean, already it's a lot. In 24 minutes, we need to be at the piano. And understandably, she moves slowly. People are waiting, but then am I torturing her? I don't want to torture her. Marjorie knows that I'm recording. Knows, too, that this is for broadcast. So can I help you down? And we'll do I don't that. want to get up here. How about if you just try sitting up? I just need a rest. For how long, do you think? Two weeks. Oh! But I think you need food. What about a piece of chocolate? Yeah, that sounds like Okay. You'll start to feel better once you sit up. That's better, isn't it? A little. And then we'll go down for poached eggs, okay? Yes. After a while. Well, you know what? The sing-along is starting very soon. We're doing the first song. Oh. I need earrings. Yeah, your, your earrings are downstairs. This for you. Uh, here's my mom. Hello. Oh, hello, Margie. It's Roz calling. Roz from Recollections? Yes, I'm glad to hear from you. 
I'm just wondering, are you going to be joining us today? I will. Oh, fantastic. Are you feeling okay to do that, Mark? Oh, yes. I like playing. We want to get down there because it's starting. I'll get my earring. Beverly guides her mother to the short staircase that divides the apartment. So, let's start. Arms akimbo, Marjorie grips the two banisters on either side as she slowly makes her way down. Her shiny red walker waits for her at the bottom. Great. You're welcome. We're coming up on 1 o'clock. So 1 p.m. The computer is on. Recollective is live on Zoom. At the breakfast table, Marjorie sits quietly and takes small, slow bites of her poached eggs and crackers. The other participants chat about the weather across Canada, about a sheep farm in Maine, anything to buy time until Marjorie is ready. Look at that. We've got Bev. Bev, how's your mom doing? Is she almost ready? Mom, you ready? She's nodding that she's ready. Okay, great. When we started Recollective in person, Margie was one of our very first volunteers. There's a lovely piano at the Transac, and we would all get together there, and Margie would play at the piano, and we'd all sing along. And it was just like being in Margie's special bar, where everybody gets to sing along with the piano player. It was just fantastic. All right, looks like Margie's at the piano. At last, Marjorie's ancient fingers bent and beautiful, touch the keys. We're ready to go. All right, take it away, Taft family. Hit it, Mom. Beverly, daughter, jazz singer, college instructor, sits beside her mother and begins to sing. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. My name is Marjorie Taft. I'm 95 years old and I live here in Etobicoke. I was born June 21st, 1927, a long time ago. I could sing before I could talk. I would just do the tunes without any words. On Saturdays I perform for Recollective and enjoy it. It's coming in contact that I like with people and knowing that I can do something that makes them happy. Makes me happy too. We have never yet missed a recollective because she was in bed. In the years that we've been doing this, I have not let her stay in bed, which is pretty intense but I feel like it's worth it and afterwards she can just flake out on her red chair and relax I'm not only responsible for what she eats and you know her clothing and cleanliness and all that stuff but also the way people treat her not everybody understands and not everybody is willing to enter their world but I remember one of the PSWs came and she was just like get up I had to say, so that doesn't work. That's not going to work with her. Please don't take my sunshine away. Thanks for bringing me back to Seychelles, Mom. Right.
when my parents said they wanted to age in place, I said, but you know, if you move to somewhere, you'll have activities. So when I finally accepted that they really, really wanted to stay in their own home, then it seemed important to have activities. The caregiving kind of snuck up on me. It became increasingly apparent that I was it. And my dad would say, thank you for everything you've done for us and for everything you're going to do. <laughs> I was like, ah. When I was young, I learned hymns. My family was quite religious, especially my mother and her sister, and they'd take me to church. The hymn that has been with me a long time is Holy, Holy, Holy. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Can you sing a little bit more? No. <laughs> That's all. You can name a song, and she will jump in. She knows so many songs. She has this huge encyclopedia of music in her. And she can change keys at any time, which is amazing. My mother sang and her sister played the piano and would hold me on her lap and put my hands on hers while she was playing. So I always had music around me. Anytime that there was a chance to do music, I took it. I always felt close to the piano. When someone mentions a song, the tune pops up in my ear and I hear it, and it's easy to play. If I can't remember the total melody in something, I can get the person to sing it and then it will come back to me. We can have Margie and Bev take us through this next song. Uh, hi Margie, how you doing? Very well. Good, I like the earrings. Very snazzy. I like them. Earrings are a must. Well, when Ilana Waldston, who's a wonderful musician and uh, a person whose mom had Alzheimer's, she started a group called Recollective. And it's a gathering of musicians who volunteer to make music for one hour. Now it's all online. The lyrics are on the screen. And we gather together and sing songs. I like popular music a lot. Songs like When You're Smiling. When you're smiling, when you're smiling. When you're smiling, when you're smiling. The whole world's... Do you ever have trouble remembering things? I don't feel that I have trouble remembering things. Maybe I do, but I don't think I do. But maybe I don't remember the times that I don't remember. The whole world smiles. I never talked to her about having dementia. When we went to see this doctor, of course, he told her that she had dementia, but something that she didn't retain. I think it's fine that she doesn't know or doesn't think about it. So she has forgotten that she has dementia. Yeah, she definitely has forgotten that she has dementia, and there's nobody reminding her. At least... I'm not reminding her. If I have trouble remembering, it's only if I have trouble remembering. Really, I see it in short-term memory problems. She will ask the same questions repeatedly. Like, what day is it? What's on the agenda? Over and over again. When is your birthday? When is your birthday? Oh. When is your birthday? 
March 3rd. Oh, won't be long. Yesterday. Oh, it's already March 4th. Well, happy birthday. Wow, time goes fast. When is your birthday? First day of summer. It's a good time for a birthday. Some people might find it frustrating, but to me, I just go, everything is new over and over again. And in a way, that's beautiful. But holy cow, I was driving my parents. We'd been on a little trip, and I was driving them back from the east, like near Ottawa, coming west in the car. And my mom said, so we're going east now? And I said, no, actually, we're going west. Oh. And then she said, so we're going east now? And I said, no, actually, we're going west. Oh. Then she said, so are we going east now? And I said, no. And my dad said, you have to understand, we live in the west. And then she says, oh. So are we going east now? And he goes, west, west, we're going west. (laughs) But to me, it was like, eventually she'll get there. So she doesn't know if we're going east or west. It's fine. She's not driving. (laughs) <laughs> you know. So this is a song from Showboat, but we wrote lyrics for my dad's 100th birthday. So we're going to do it in C, Mum. With that little verse? Yeah. March used to dream that she would discover a perfect husband someday. My parents were married for almost 66 years. My dad lived to be a hundred and six months and two weeks. When my dad died, my mom would say, where's Billy? Then she would say, did Billy die? You know, and then when I said, yes, you know, he did. And she would say, what was the cause? So she does remember, and sometimes at bedtime when I'm getting her ready for bed, she'll say, I miss my Billy. And sometimes she'll ask for a man. You know, like one of the PSWs who comes will say, can I get you anything? And she'll say, a man. And then she'll look at the photo of my dad. Can take on a sandwich. He's such a treat. He wakes at night to eat. He makes us the night that I met my husband, I was playing at the piano, and I, I could see from the corner of my eyes that he was stepping over rows of chairs to get to the piano. That is something I remember and will always remember. So music played a part in a happy life that continued. Oh, yes, he's just I can get her to the piano to do half an hour in a sitting, then that's gold because it's fleeting. We have a special birthday today. We have Arlene's birthday. And if you've never done the cacophonous happy birthday with Recollective before, you will soon find out why it is that we only have one person singing at a time. Margie, do you want to start us off? Happy birthday. Happy birthday. 
It's kind of like being at a party, and then it's something that she and I are doing together. For that one hour, we are side by side, committed to this thing. That's kind of what I learned from Recollective, that one hour of joy was worth all the other things. May you have many, many more healthy, happy, and cacophonous birthdays to come. Afterwards, she's relaxed. She just wants to relax. And she doesn't remember that she's done it. Everybody One sing. P. Key of G. Gray skies are gonna clear up. Put on a happy face. Brush up the clouds. I'm amazed that we got her to the piano. Because, and this happens every time, I think, oh, Today's going to be the day where she just says, no, 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 no. And I feel like, should I just let her rest? But she does love to be at the piano. She joins in on the other songs. But how long can this go on? I don't know. I mean, do I have a right to hound her out of bed? Like, I think it's for her own good. And I think it keeps her being herself as a musician. Oh, but it's exhausting. It's taxing. It's taxing on her and it's taxing on me. Bust out that slap happy face. Thank you so much. I heard those last few emphatic notes at the end there, Margie. Thanks, Alana. What happens if you stop coaxing her out of bed? She might not get out of bed. And then it's really the downward slide. Then it's days of nothingness. That's really sad. It's sad for her. And it's sad for us, me. It's a loss. It's a loss of life. It's a loss of vibrancy and fun. There will come a time when she won't get up. Maybe in two weeks, when it's time for us to get ready for Recollective again, she may say, no, no, no. And I may say, okay, I don't know. I don't know how soon it will happen. But it's the beginning of the end, which could be a long, long end. I feel like if the music goes away, then a really important part of her goes away. She's just always been the pianist, always. So as long as I can, I just want to keep it going. That brings us almost to the end of another wonderful recollective session. We have one more song. So without further ado, we will take you to Margie and Bev once again. And now we get to sing this wonderful song called Margie. So will you do a little intro for us, please, in key of G? Okay. My little Margie, you are my inspiration. Days are never blue. After all is said and done, there is really only one. Oh, Margie, Margie, it's you. What does it feel like to be coaxed out of bed on Saturdays? 
I'm happy to be coaxed out of bed to play music because that revives me. I never like finishing. I hope it would continue. If you don't feel like getting out of bed, like today, what happens? If I don't feel like getting out of bed, music is the way to get me to move. It just makes me feel like doing something and playing something. I don't think there are any days when I don't feel like playing. It's a part of my life, and I think it's part of why I'm healthy and happy. Playing the piano is a way of expressing myself and communicating with people. If I didn't have access to my piano, I think I'd be lost and sad. The piano is part of me, always has and always will be. After all is said and done, there is really only one. Oh, Margie, 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 it's you. That documentary was produced by Elisa Siegel of CBC's Audio Doc Unit. And my goodness, at that moment when Beverly talked about her mom forgetting that she has dementia. And that's it for this week's Hell of a Story. The show is produced by Tanera McLean, Julia Poggle, and me. We're part of the CBC Audio Doc Unit. If you're enjoying the documentaries on Hell of a Story, leave us a rating or review. It helps people find us. I'm Duncan McHugh. Jimmy Gwetch. Thanks for listening. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.